Hello and welcome back to the Vol Report Show. I'm Ryan Sylvia with ValReport.com on the Rivals Network. And today we are talking with Anthony Dasher of UGASports.com because Tennessee is welcoming the newly crowned number one team in the college football playoff rankings, the two-time defending national champions into Neyland Stadium, where they will hope to win their first game over the Bulldogs since 2016. Anthony, how are you doing? Doing great. That's good. Uh First things first, I want to start off with Brock Bowers, mm-hmm. possibly the best player in the SEC. Uh, he was my pick for SEC player of the year going into the year. And then he gets banged up a couple weeks ago. There was questions if he would be back in time for this game. Then he yeah. makes his return against Ole Miss <laughs> last week. What were your thoughts on how he played? Did he look 100%? And what do you expect him to be able to do this weekend? Yeah, he looked pretty pretty good to me. You know, we had that high, uh, high ankle sprain, uh, you know, against Vanderbilt and had the tightrope surgery, which is the same, you know, same one. I'm sure folks remember, you know, Tua Tagliavo had uh, with Alabama. Tua came back, I think, with 20 days. It took Brock, uh, you know, 26. And he looked like the same old Brock Bowers to me uh, from mm-hmm. the speed standpoint. He, I didn't see any difference, you know, whatsoever. And um, he's uh, just, just makes it obviously makes a huge difference for this Georgia team when he's on the field. Uh, that's the same surgery for Vol fans that Cedric Tillman had last year as well. Of course, mm-hmm. Tillman took him a little bit longer to get back uh, going, but ended up being a third-round pick in the NFL draft. At the quarterback position, uh, obviously a big change from Stetson Bennett over to Carson Beck. What, your, uh, what have been your thoughts on how Carson Beck has performed uh, pretty Carson. much their first year? Yeah, Carson has uh, has been a pretty cool customer. I mean, on the, on the field, a different kind of quarterback than Stetson, and that maybe doesn't you know run quite as much. But he is effective though. Uh, if you if you leave a lane open, he'll he'll take it. And we saw that last week against Ole Miss, probably the most we've seen you know so far this season. But uh, you know, for ball fans who may not have seen him very much, he, he's a big guy. He's six three, about two hundred ten pounds. He's got what they call an NFL arm. He's, uh, like I say, very calm, cool, and collected. Actually does some of his best work when other teams uh, put pressure on him. Uh, last week, uh, Ole Miss did not get a single hand on him the entire ball game, which speaks to, you know, Georgia's offense line and the job they were able to do. And I'm sure, you know, Tennessee is going to try to, you know, mix things up and, and, and maybe do a better job than, than Ole Miss did. But, but Carson, again, has done some of his best work when people have tried to, tried to pressure him. Talking with uh, linebacker coach Brian Jean-Marie here in Knoxville, he was asked about Georgia's offensive line, and he kind of quickly diverted uh, the compliments to Carson Beck and his ability to to extend plays, to mm-hmm. deal with the pressure. But on that offensive line, they, they've been phenomenal at keeping Beck's pocket clean. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, on the other hand, a little less now later in the year but especially early in the year really like to get after the quarterback like to send blitzes and put a lot of pressure in how do you see georgia's offensive line standing this weekend i i think they'll be you know i think they'll, they'll be fine i mean you know george is getting a marius mims back which is a huge part of the you know this mm-hmm. offensive line of cre- equation getting him back at right tackle you know marius is what six foot seven 335 340 pounds <clears throat> and uh you know before the season started was considered one of the better offensive linemen in the league and it's an experienced group. Uh, only other other one that's not, I guess per se, is a left tackle, Ernest Green Jr. Uh, but he's uh, he's played very well and held up. And it's a big offensive line, very physical, but they also can move. And like I said, I think they've given up just nine sacks of Carson Beck all season long, and uh, their run block has really improved as we saw last week against Ole Miss too, and they ran for over you know 200 yards. Of course, Brock Bowers, one of the primary targets for Beck. 
But Lad McConkey as well, having another great season. He's one of those guys where it feels like yeah. he's been on that team for 20 years and opposing fans are, are like, when is he finally going to graduate and, and stop being a, a thorn in our side? He had a clip as well last week in his Stole Miss that went a little bit viral of mm -hmm. uh, a route that, that was pretty fun to watch. How has he played this year? Who are a couple other of the targets that uh, Carson Beck's been able to connect with? Yeah, Lad's played very well. I mean, he's uh, finally healthy. He had that back injury to start the season. And it's uh it's it's funny I guess for Georgia's fans it's funny when you know when Lad was growing up uh, he was a big Tennessee fan mm. he wanted more than anything in the world he wanted an offer from the Vols but it never came and wound up Georgia was the only FBS school to give him a chance and you know and here he is but he's uh he's probably the one right well I shouldn't say that he's got a you know, he's got a very good rhythm with Carson Beck those guys have played together now for for a long time and. Uh, He's uh he's dangerous. I mean, people talk about Brock Bowers the weapon he is, which he is. But Lad McConkey has is, is, is been every bit as uh important to this offensive scheme, uh, you know, for Georgia. And uh, he's somebody that Tennessee defensive backs are have to pay uh you know very close attention to. But again, they they've got a ton of weapons. I've said several times that this Georgia receiving core is probably is the deepest that Kirby has had since he got here in '16. I mean, Dom Lovett has come over from Missouri and he played a huge role actually of the receivers. Uh, uh, wide receivers leads the team uh, in receptions. Rob Rod Thomas is really playing well. Very physical receiver. Marcus Roseby, Jack Saint has made some big catches. Uh, you know, uh, Dylan Bells, and that was actually played. Dylan's actually played a little bit of running back, but hasn't had to as much since some of these other you know backs have gotten healthy. But he's another big target. Uh, Arian Smith is somebody too that you know Georgia fans have been kind of to wait to kind of break out a little bit. Arian's got some probably the, the, the best top end speed of any Bulldog receiver, but. I just have not had a, a bunch of opportunities with the way this receiving core has, has grown. Uh, but uh, he's somebody to kind of keep an eye on. If Georgia wants to go deep, uh, he's somebody to, to maybe have, a, have an eye out for if, uh, you know, during this game on Saturday. Linebackers coach Brian Jean-Marie was asked about the Georgia run game, and he was very complimentary of mm -hmm. two of the Georgia backs, Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards. Mm -hmm. How have those two been? Is there anyone else Tennessee fans should look out for to get involved, or is it just kind of those two guys as a one-two punch? Probably going to be those two guys is the one-two bunch. I mean, Kendall is another, another guy who was battling, uh, had an MCO issue from early in the season, but he's finally, again, gotten healthy. And last week uh, had, what, nine carries for 127 yards and really looked the best he's seen in, the, in a long time. And Dejon Edwards is a – Probably, you know, he, he's a guy who may not, you know, impress you overall. He's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. But somehow he just picks up yards. And that's uh, – he's been the most consistent back from that standpoint. They do have a couple of other backs to, you know, maybe keep an eye out for him. Andrew Paul's a, a, a redshirt freshman. Uh, he tore his ACL last year but had some good runs last year. And true freshman Roderick Robinson had a big run this past week. But, but as long as the game is close, though, it's going to be – it'll be a double dose of uh, – you know, Dejan and Kendall in this one. Let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. Jamon Dumas-Johnson probably won't play. I think that's fair to say. But yep. when asking about uh, the the linebacking core to running back coach Jerry Mack, he, he said flat out, I, I don't care who they have back there. It, it seems the same. You can't tell a difference. Just how impressive has that linebacking core been? They've been impressive. I mean, uh, you know, yes, for those who don't know, uh, you know, Jamon is, uh, is outbreak probably – Maybe the rest of the regular season has a broken bone in his forearm. It's not one of those deals we can wrap up and play. Mm -hmm. Just not able to to do that. But freshman C.J. Allen has has really stepped in and and really become a really become a force. I mean, he was a what SEC freshman of the week this past week. Uh, had nine tackles against Ole Miss and uh, was really just really 
all over the field. He's a guy who reminds me in some ways of the Kobe Dean uh, stature wise and just the way he goes about you know, his business on the field. But, you know, he's a true freshman. I mean, you know, Raylan Wilson, another, you know, talented true freshman. It's, it's, I think we'll probably see a few more reps. Uh, Smile Munden is, uh, you know, the experienced guy at junior. Does you know, We're probably calling the plays, most of the plays anyway, on the defensive side. But, and Jalen Walker is another guy they've got they can plug in. He's a, he's a sophomore. He's actually a preseason, I think, second-team All-SEC. So, again, they've, just, uh, they've got players there. Uh, some of them might have the most experience in the world. But, like I said, C.J. Allen is really – started to come over, even, even though he's just a true freshman. Tennessee's wide receiver room has been banged up. Mm-hmm. Brew McCoy out for the year. Dante Thornton catches a touchdown his first as a Tennessee ball. And on the play, he's out for the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at a pair of redshirt freshmen to fill in at, at that X receiver spot. Ramel Keaton, he's been healthy, but he hasn't necessarily had the breakout year a lot of people expected. And Squirrel White's been good, but also maybe not taking that big sophomore step that a lot of people saw coming. Just how good is this Georgia secondary? Is it going to be a long day for these Tennessee receivers? <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, you know, Georgia, again, has has some very good experience, very good players on the back end. Uh, Kamari Lasseter, uh, he's uh, he's the guy who will lock up on whoever the best receiver is. I, I would imagine he'll see a, see a lot of squirrel in, in this particular contest. Uh, uh, they did have an injury in the secondary this past week. Uh, you know, Julian Humphreys has not started. He's played a good bit, you know, opposite of a of, – of a, of, of Dalen Everett. Uh, so that's going to affect the depth just a little bit. But again, Georgia, again, is recruited so well. They'll, they've got guys mm-hmm. like Nylon Green, you know, David Daniel, you know, you know, AJ Harris, uh, another talented true freshman they can plug in. You know, and it's safety, it's uh, some very good players. Malachi starts, sophomore, uh, who I know Tennessee, you know, wanted pretty badly to, if I remember correctly. He's uh, done an outstanding job, you know, there at safety. Uh, you know, and of course, Javon Bullard. Who was the uh, MVP in the uh, semifinals in the championship game last season? And Taki Smith, a very experienced player there at Star. So they've got some very good experience in secondary. And those guys have, you know, for the most part this year, have done a great job. Yeah, it's the old phrase we don't rebuild, we reload. And that's kind of been what Georgia's been able to do, especially on that defensive line where it's just every year, first round pick after first round pick mm-hmm. coming off of that front. How do they look this year? And what does that uh, one pass rush look like? And then two run stops. Well, they have uh, they've gotten better, I think, as the season has gone along. They don't have that, that dynamic player, you know, like Jalen Carter was last year. Everybody mm-hmm. remembers what Jalen did in this game last season. But but they've got some solid players. You know, Nazir Stackhouse, who had the interception, you know, that Gary against the Ole Miss, uh, you know, last week uh, uh, had the, you know, had a had, – had the no, I'm sorry, that was a Missouri game. I mean, I'm back up just a minute. That was a big play, you know, in, in, in that one. And uh, um but, you know, when the season started, they, they weren't rushing the pass. It seemed like quite as much. But the last two contests, you really seen, you know, Georgia's pass rush really start to have a, have a good effect. And I'm sure they'll have a something similar plan for, for Mr. Milton coming up. Uh, you know, run defense, that's where it all starts for Georgia. I mean, it's all about stopping and running. If they can make a team one-dimensional, that's what they're going to try to do. And, and uh, you know, Cody Schrader had a big game against Georgia, too, running the ball. I think he's only back this year to have a – 100-yard game against Georgia. Hey, of course, you know, everybody knows what Cody did, you know, last mm-hmm. week uh, as well. But uh, Georgia will come to this game looking to stop the run and, and hopefully play off of that. When you look at the history between Tennessee and Georgia football, it, it's been a fun series. It's been one that's pretty close in the favor of Georgia. But recently, it, it's pretty much been all Bulldogs. From the Georgia perspective of things, what does this matchup look like? Is the bad blood still there? 
even though Georgia's got a six-game win streak, is there still big hate for Tennessee on that side? I don't know if, if, if Kirby uses, you know, that hate or anything like that as a, as a reason to, to get guys up. Uh, Georgia, you know, does a very good job of, of treating it. It's going to be so cliche for me to say this, to treat every game, you know, the same as the others. They just they, – they worry about execution. They worry about, you know, not making mistakes. It's not so much, man, we hate Tennessee, we hate Auburn. They don't, they don't play off of that now. You know, secretly, I don't know, Kirby may, you know, may still have some lingering whenever he played it at Georgia. But it's all about getting the team being prepared, taking the opponent seriously, no matter, you know, who's on the other side of the field, and just playing up to Georgia, playing up to a standard. If they do that, they feel they have a good chance of winning games. For Tennessee this year, there's been a very clear difference between this team in Neyland Stadium and this team on the road. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, has that been something that Georgia's seen? Obviously, they've been undefeated on the road, but has there been a drop-off and maybe pre-snap penalties or just overall play when they leave Athens? Not so much pre-snap penalties. I mean, Georgia doesn't make a, many mistakes like that. Now, at the Auburn game, which is probably your best, you know, the best example I can give, uh, you know, from this season, Georgia did get off to kind of a slow offense to start in, in that one. You know, that score was 10 to 10 at halftime. And, and from over, an overall standpoint, you know, probably did not play as well as they – as you would expect, they 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 would at home. Second half, and there was another story. They played Carson Beck took another step in that ball game. He's kind of carried over through the rest of the year, and they played through some pretty good crowd noise in that one. Nothing like they're going to hear, you know, come come Saturday afternoon at, at you know in Neyland Stadium. But that's uh you know an area there uh, you know cons- you know every team that comes to Tennessee is going to be concerned about that. They've been working on crowd noise obviously all during the week. But uh you know we'll see what kind of an effect it has. I'm sure Georgia would like to start quickly in this, which is something. They have not done this year in, in in what four straight contests. Now the opponents have scored first, which is a little bit has been a little bit of an anomaly uh, for this team this year before they've been able to to rally back. But crowd noise will be a factor, no doubt. Last thing before I'll let you get out of here. How do you see this one going? I don't need an exact score if you don't have one yet. Yeah. But do you think Tennessee has a shot to stick around, or is this one sure? I mean, sure, one? sure. I mean, I've seen too many upsets in college football <laughs> of all levels to, to say a team doesn't have a chance. I'm not about to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, with this one, you know, Georgia's playing extremely well right now. They're they're playing. They stayed their best football for November, and and it seemed like the better the opponent, the better Georgia has played. You know, and even though Tennessee is coming off that, you know, loss to Missouri, I, I, I fully expect the team, you know, Tennessee has Georgia's full attention, and I think you'll get the, you know, Georgia's best, uh, you know, best effort in this one. I think Georgia will win if they if they play like they have, if they don't let the noise become a factor, you know, don't have the penalties like you suggest, you know, with the, with the pre-snaps and uh, and all that, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I, I – I, I think Georgia wins. What, what's that line? Ten points right now, I think, is what I – I think it was nine and a half. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they cover that. Um, I, I think the Vols will, will make it make it close initially, but I don't know. I Just, just the way Georgia's playing right now, something's going to have to happen from the standpoint of mistakes or, you know, Tennessee hitting some quick you know, quick plays, uh, which, again, is something we have not seen a lot uh, against the Bulldogs this year. Anthony Dasher of UJSports.com. You guys do a great job covering Georgia over there. Where can everyone find your work? Where can everyone follow you on Twitter and all of that? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Anthony Dasher one and our website is UJSports.com. All right. Thank you, Anthony. I appreciate it. No problem, Ryan.